We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Notre Dame fans, welcome to a special recruiting edition of the Irish Breakdown podcast. My name is Brian Driscoll. I'm the publisher at irishbreakdown.com, and I am joined today by Brian Smith to talk some recruiting. Brian, today we're going to talk about the commitment of 2022 defensive end Tyson Ford, a standout 6'5", 250-pound defensive end from the St. Louis area. It continues now a strong stretch of recruiting in St. Louis for Notre Dame. Brian, this is, a, this is a big one. This is a kid that was down to Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Missouri. Uh, rumblings were that Oklahoma was his leader if he wasn't, in fact, silently committed to Oklahoma. And Notre Dame was doing well. Mike Elson had them in the game. Correct. But when Marcus Freeman was hired, uh, this is according to different reports. Uh, I believe Parker Thune from 247 had something on this. Essentially, it was Marcus Freeman that was the, the thing that put it over the end. Mike Elson had got him to a certain point, and then the new D coordinator comes in, gets him over the hump, and now Notre Dame has a commitment from a top 100 defensive end in Tyson Ford. Brian, let's first begin by talking about when you pop into film, what is it that stands out? Because there's a lot, but what first right. stands out about, <laughs> right. about Tyson Ford? The first thing that I noticed is watching his sophomore film and then watching junior film. This is a kid I interviewed for you last year, like April or May. Notre Dame was after him. Very good kid. But he was very, very much an athlete, but he still wasn't grown into his body. He was 220, give or take. He's put on a lot of weight in the last year, yet he's gotten faster, especially his first step. That's the most important thing. If your first step is really 
exceptionally good. As you know, it changes the dynamic of a pass rush in particular. And this young man has the ability to burst into the A gap or the B gap or go around the wide side, take C, and go all the way around the edge and rush a guy. That's It's just not normal for a kid his size to do it. Again, you mentioned he's 6'5". Usually guys with this kind of foot quickness are 6'2", 6'3". At the most, he has very long levers to go with that. That first step explosion really stands out to me. I think the thing about that that's that that is important, Brian, is we're not talking about a six five, two hundred and fifteen pound, you know, pure edge rusher that has to fill out his frame. We're talking about a guy that is that is already two forty five to two fifty. And and he's a right. to, to me, he's a power end at Notre Dame. You know, if they keep the mm-hmm. same four man front, he's that strong side Adiogandiji, Khalid Kareem type of player. And to have a guy like that that has that first step is so important if he's going to develop into a strong pass rusher, which has been – we saw Ogundiji had, had, was a good pass rusher this year. Khalid Kareem was more of a run defender and would occasionally come up with the big sack. But if they could get a, a legitimate dynamic pass rusher at that strong side end position, it completely changes the look of his defense, and he has that. The other thing that I noticed, Brian, I want you to touch on is is one of the things about a defensive lineman that's important is weight weight room strength is going to come, but you need to see those naturally powerful hands. We saw that from Ogundiji when he was in high school, even as a 215-pounder. He would just hit people and shock people. I like what I see from from Tyson Ford in that regard, just that natural power. And you just dive into kind of what you see from him when you when you look at the film, you look at those hands, you look at the power. What natural tools does he bring into the game in that regards? He's got really big hands. Uh, your comparison to Ogundiji is a good one. Like I said, he was give or take 220 pounds about a year or so ago, and now he's gained a lot of weight. He's up over 240, pushing 250. This is a young man that when he goes into an offensive lineman, he can not only hit them and shock them, like you mentioned, he can change direction off of that and he can move them. And we're talking about moving guys away 280 and above. That's very unique for a defensive end. You see that out of D tackles. It's different when you've got a guy that weighs 290 that can move people, but he can do it as well. This means that not only can he speed rush somebody, but he has the ability to body up with somebody and use a power rush. When you have multiple ways that you can get to the quarterback and apply pressure, especially as young as he is, Ford has the ability to make an impact earlier during his college career. That, that's just not normal. Again, this is a God-given gift. Mm-hmm. He has power. He's got levers that are long. So he, he's got all the advantages that you look for regardless of program. I mean, he, this is a kid that a school like Alabama or Clemson normally gets. Let's just call it what it is. You're really only recruiting right now if you're Notre Dame against three schools. And we all know who they are. There's a couple others that are kind of in that mix, but Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson. Notre Dame needs more of these kind of guys that are versatile, that they can turn loose. And it's not really about coaching. It's just about raw physical talent on third down and seven. I mean, you've got to have technique, but if you don't have certain skill sets, it's not going to matter against elite teams. Like, look at Alabama's offensive line. Mm-hmm. Their bookend tackles are ridiculously good. Mm-hmm. You, you have no shot to compete unless you can go up against those guys with similar talent. Mm -hmm. It's about recruiting. Mm -hmm. This is a player that can put Notre Dame up into that level, play after play. So this is a huge get for the Irish. Well, and and I think the thing that I noticed in film too, Brian, is he's really still pretty raw. You know, I I think the things he does are natural. He's got fast hands, power, quickness. There's still a lot he has to learn about playing with good leverage, pad level, 
you know, sure. counter moves as a pass rusher. And that's the exciting thing for me is, you know, a lot of times people say, you know, well, how did this five-star guy bust or how did this top hundred guy bust? And, and, and you and I will look at the film and say, well, cause he was what he was when he showed up to college, there, there was no upside there. He just, you know, he was able to dominate in high school cause he just happened to, you know, hit his growth spurt and max out physically sooner than others. I don't see that with Tyson Ford. I see a kid that from a body standpoint, he's big, but he's got a lot of reshaping left he can do in his body. Uh, there's a lot of work to be done in the weight room still with him. And there's a lot of technical work to be done with him. So even though he's already, in my opinion, a top hundred recruit, there's a lot of room for development still left in his game. And that's, that's a good thing. It may sound like I'm, I'm being, um, you know, uh, critiquing his game like he's not where he needs to be. I'm, I prefer that. I prefer these really talented players that still need a lot of work because there's a much higher ceiling. And so I believe this kid is just now kind of tapping into, you talked about that big jump from sophomore to junior year. I think there's still another couple jumps left, not just senior year, but then another one in high school. And, and that's really what I look for in a defensive end, especially at Notre Dame is that ability to continue to develop and have a lot left in your game. Well, this is a kid that, like we said, 240 to 250 range. He could weigh 270 and still be not just an adequate pass rusher, but a young man that can be consistent. And here's the other part. He's a strong side end, I think, long term. He could probably play weak side end, but I don't think that would be his optimal position. If you can pair him with a guy on the other side, like Patello, the kid that got in this past year as a freshman from Hawaii, that puts a lot of pressure on an offensive coordinator and a scheme up front because when you have not one but two guys, you can't double everybody. It doesn't work unless you want to like leave in a running back and a tight end. That's just terrible for your passing game. So you're causing mismatches in the opposite direction because we talk about in college football all the time now, the offenses have the advantage. And they do, by and large, especially when you run spread and run up tempo. Here's the exception. If you allow your quarterback to get hit by these guys, it's going to be a long evening. How do you stop it? So you got to change the dynamic of it and putting him on the edge, moving him around. Maybe you do play him at weak side once in a while or third down and seven, move him inside to a three-tech once he gets big enough. He has those kinds of skills, as you said. He's got a couple jumps left in what he can do technically. Notre Dame has the perfect player to develop within their system, and we got to give credit where credit's due. Notre Dame strength and conditioning program has done a great job the last mm -hmm. few years. This guy is absolutely made for what Notre Dame has done because yeah. he has the length, he has the width, and he has the natural size to be 270 and still run like a deer. It's right. perfect for Notre Dame. Right. And, and that's just something they need more of. They need that big, powerful, athletic kid that just has that five-star upside. And to me, that's what Tyson Ford is. He's got that five-star upside. So this is a big-time commitment, Brian. And, and look, Georgia doesn't come to St. Louis to just recruit anybody, right? I mean, no, they do not. Honest about <laughs> they that. do not. They <laughs> don't have to leave the Southeast to get a defensive end. So the fact that Georgia was making this run at him, it makes sense that Oklahoma made the run at him because – He's right it's there. You know? yeah, yeah. And, and so it makes sense why Notre Dame was going after him. But when you see programs like Georgia coming out there to try to make a push for this kid, it says a lot about his talent and his, and his upside. Because like you said, Notre Dame has to get defensive linemen that can win 
in the big games, you know, that can win their battles, that can get after the quarterback in the big games. Look, Notre Dame has plenty of linemen that can get after it when they're playing mediocre programs. That We're talking about guys that are, are good enough, talented enough to take you to that next level. And Notre Dame's had really good defensive end production in recent seasons. Kudos to Mike Elson and, and the strength staff and then Keith Gilmore, who was heavily involved in, in landing that 2016 class. But, you know, I think I think when you look at a guy like Isaiah Foskey, you look at Jordan Patelho, now you look at Tyson Ford. Uh, I'm still excited to see what that German kid may end up getting into. But see, the thing about the thing about <laughs> Aaronsberger is he's he's a he's a he can end up being a great player or he can never play a meaningful snap. You just you don't know. With Tyson Ford, you feel like the ceiling is high, but I feel like there's also a higher floor with him, Brian, Agreed. where Absolutely. at the very least he's going to be to Notre Dame what Ogundiji was in 2018 and 2019 is a good rotation. But at the very least, you feel like if he has any kind of work ethic, he'll at least be that. And I think that was important when you look at the depth chart at Notre Dame. It was important to get a strong side end in this class that, that had a number one could play earlier because it's going to be needed. And number two, had a lower bust factor. And I think, I think that's what I do like about Tyson Ford compared to some of the, the high upside, but low floor project type of guys that they've got in recent years, like, uh, like Alexander Ehrensberger, who you and I both love from a potential standpoint, but we're also honest enough to say, but because he's so raw, there's a chance he never pans out. So I think landing Tyson Ford for that reason was also very important for Notre Dame in this class. I'm glad they got him, and Aaronsberger is kind of the, the great point that you, you just made. You have to have raw size and skill, but this kid, the way he runs and stuff, is a little bit different than your average defensive end. I agree mm -hmm. with you. If he doesn't play, it can only be one of two reasons. He has no effort or he got injured. There, mm -hmm. there really is no nothing else because you can't teach what he's been given. Right. So right. I know Notre Dame can coach him. They prove – I mean, Elson's a good D-line coach. That's not mm -hmm. really debatable. How does he not play? Well, that those are the two reasons. You get hurt, right. that happens. And, of course, if you don't work, it doesn't matter what your craft is, right. you won't be very successful. So I'm also hoping that uh, he he helps get another defensive end in this class so they can have a bookend class. Yeah, no question. And, and there's a big list of guys. I'll have an article at Irish Breakdown kind of talking about kind of what's next, and it's an impressive list of guys that they're going after. And we're starting to see – I think when you look at, you know, getting Gabriel Rubio also in the 2021 class, also from St. Louis, when you see uh, some of the ends they've been able to land in recent seasons, I, I do think that what they're doing on the field is starting to now carry over into uh, to recruiting success. You know, that they're able to produce defensive ends now year after year that are putting up good numbers. And I think this is the kind of kid that, to your point, Brian, could be that that needle mover when it comes to landing the, the more – high-end defensive end players and and I think it's a great sign too Brian when you look at you know Marcus Freeman was hired about a week ago and he's already getting on the recruiting trail putting in the work and closing I think that's a phenomenal because one of the questions was well if the guys are going to be here for a couple years how much of an impact is he going to make on the recruiting trail well so far so good when it comes to the impact Marcus Freeman's able to make on the recruiting trail I think that that's the biggest point from this beyond the player himself. Let's really look at the recruitment. Notre Dame recruited him last spring. I interviewed him, great kid, but he's not familiar with Notre Dame in terms of like being around the campus, et cetera, like most kids that aren't from Indiana or Chicago, Detroit. But at the same time, Marcus comes in, barely knows him, recruits him for less than a week and gets a commitment. 
this is something I've said for 20 plus years and a lot of Notre Dame fans get mad at me for it, but it's true of any school, not just Notre Dame. The vast majority of elite players, not just your average everyday guy that grew up wanting to go to State U or Notre Dame or Stanford or whatever it is, they pick a school based on the coach. Let me say that again, on the coach, not the school. Sorry for the fans that are just, you know, thinking everybody wants to play for the gold helmet. That's not how it works. Marcus Freeman is going to get kids that otherwise Notre Dame would not even sniff, let alone actually sign. And he's going to get several of them. So to your point about your D-line list, just as an example, there are going to be kids on that list that if you would have shown it to me, say, two, three weeks ago before Freeman became known to going to Notre Dame, I would have went through with a pen and I would have marked off <laughs> He's not coming. two-thirds. He's yeah. not coming. He's not coming. No, you're right. Two-thirds of those wouldn't. Now, I'll, I'll make a prediction. There will be at least two players that end up signing in December or the next February, not the one coming up here, that we don't even talk about probably between now and June. Mm-hmm. It's a kid that academically is borderline. They didn't recruit. Whatever it is, Freeman's personality, for mm-hmm. whatever the reason may be, kids are just invited to it. He's, mm-hmm. he's infectious. Uh, the only guy I've ever met like that to this level was Urban Meyer, and I mm-hmm. think he's by far the best recruiter in the last 20 years. It's not even close. But with that being said, even if you're in the stratosphere of Urban, and I'm not saying that Freeman is, because again, I've never met anybody else like that. If you're even close to that, you can flip recruitments from kids that basically are eliminating a school to go in the other direction, and you not only get in the mix, you can flip them to committed. That is a very rare thing, and this is where Notre Dame doesn't get the kids in the top 50 in the country, and there's about five to six schools that get most of them. Notre Dame has to get some more of those mm-hmm. kids, and four might be a top 50 kid yeah. we need to see a little more film to for me at least i, I mean you can speak for yourself it's hard to do that off junior film i just like yeah, to see more of a, of a product but i mean he's he's in that conversation i think he's probably going to need he's probably going to be outside of it I, I when you and i talk top 50 I, I think we're also talking about guys that have the tools to be top 50 players you know not necessarily oh yeah that ready-made he has the tools guy. he has question. certainly has the tools can he put it all together and, and brian i want to touch on the marcus freeman thing because he, he, here's a point that i've made and and i want to get your thoughts on this i i think the notion that that Notre Dame fans, I hear a lot. Well, Notre Dame just can't recruit against, you know, this talent caliber player, which we both reject. I think the other one is, you know, Notre Dame just so far away. And, and what I've argued, and, and I want to get your thoughts on this. I think I know, I think I know where you stand because we've talked enough about it. At least we've talked around it is what, what I don't think fans understand is Notre Dame's not five or six kids a year away. They're one or two kids a year away. That, that's it. You flip one or two kids that you're normally not getting every year that's how you get there and it's got to come from key positions defensive end corner quarterback and i would argue a skill player or left tackle. like you could on offense a little bit more flexible on defense it's two positions it's defensive end and it's corner this is the kind of kid that if you don't hire marcus freeman you don't get and and to your point here's here's what kids see about marcus freeman they see a young guy they see a guy that exudes confidence, but not in a way that is going to rub you the wrong way. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a confidence that is genuine. It's not a look how great I am confidence. I'm better than you confidence. And he's already got a proven track record of success. And he's only 34. I think he's going to return just turned 35 years old. And he, and so he's got that personality to be a great recruiter, which you know is important, but he's also putting in the work. And as so this is just kind of two things I want you to talk on. The second one is 
Clark Lee was a phenomenal defensive coordinator. And I think Marcus Freeman is a phenomenal defensive coordinator. The difference is I never sat here and argued about how great of a recruiter Clark Lee was. And that's the reputation that Marcus Freeman also brings to the table. So number one, Brian, if you could touch on that aspect of, of the difference that Notre Dame needs to make on the recruiting trail to get to that level. And then number two, just that, that, that point I made about the Freeman versus Lee difference and how that could be the difference between landing those one or two kids a year on defense. Well, your original point about defensive end and corner is true, and it's not anything that if you're truly a Notre Dame fan, you should be unfamiliar with. Those are the two spots. And as we both touched on today, defensive end is headed in the right direction. Ford included Botello and different players, Foskey. But for Notre Dame to get over the top, you need a guy like Freeman to get the corners. Mm -hmm. There is no <laughs> position that's even number two in my book, even DN, compared to how bad Notre Dame has recruited corner is since the early 90s. It's atrocious. They just can't get top corners. They've, They've got one to get good guys. class, in my opinion. And that was that class they got. They got uh, Troy Pride and Julian Love and Dante Vaughn in that one class. And look what that's happened it. when those two guys were starting that's in 2018. They had the it. best – they had a phenomenal lockdown, great defense. I mean, it's not hard go. to figure out. What what was the strength of that 2018 defense? Defensive yeah. end and corner. But before you answer that, Brian, let's get a quick word in from one of our sponsors. Listen, folks, the Super Bowl is coming up. And sure, we'll be watching the game. But the best way to celebrate the biggest day in football is to bet on the game. And we want to let you know about a great resource for sports bettors, the Action Network. The Action Network is where sports fans can go to bet smarter and experience real financial gains. In fact, the Action Network app was recently named the best app in sports betting. And with Action Network Pro subscription, you can unlock the very best of the app. When you sign up for an Action Network Pro subscription, you can access the Pro Report, which includes expert projections for every game across all the professional leagues. You can see money and bet percentages on every game, so you can see the teams professional gamblers are betting on. You can take advantage of pro systems, which match winning historical betting trends with the latest games and lines. You can track every bet you make and get alerts in real time. So if you're looking to bet smarter, an Action Network Pro subscription is the best way to get started. And for a limited time, our listeners can receive 50% off the annual pro subscription. Just go to actionnetwork.com right now and receive 50% off an annual subscription when you use the code IRISH. This offer won't last long, so go to actionnetwork.com to sign up for a pro subscription and use promo code IRISH to receive 50% off and start betting smarter today. Yep. If you, I remember that article I did for you about a year ago regarding mm -hmm. the ability to play corners that are NFL players. The teams in the 2000, I believe, 16 playoff, all four of them, Clemson, mm -hmm. Washington, Alabama, Ohio State, they all had guys. Literally, every single team had a second or a first-round pick at corner in the next draft, like that sprint. Right. You need not guys freshmen. every Yeah. Yeah. Right. That are going to be not because I like this right. is an example. I was thinking about this before the show, and, and I'm not trying to pick on them because they're both good. Lewis was a freshman for the Irish this year. I think he'll be an NFL player as a boundary guy. He played field corner in the game against Alabama. That's not his spot. And then the other young man, while a good player, I don't know if he'll make it in the NFL. He may play safety. I don't know, but he's not an elite corner. He's a good right. player. He transferred from NC State. He played well this year, but he, did, he didn't run well enough to be. They didn't have a field corner mm -hmm. that was playing well on the roster. 
You right. can't do that against Ohio State. Once Tariq Bracey kind of lost yeah. his way. I don't even like to trouble. say his name out loud. It's it's just like I, I don't I don't know what happened. Right. It's bizarre to me because right. we know the cornerback coach is good and he'd been playing well, then all of a sudden he just fell off the wagon. I have no yeah. idea. But if they get corner play, like if let's just for instance, you take Sertain, which I know that's a great player mm-hmm. from Alabama and you put him on Notre Dame, Notre Dame can compete with anybody. It's literally right. that important to sign elite. But it also and I know how close they are too, Brian. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's the one albatross that never right. goes away, and they never seem to cure. They bring in this class that just signed that are really good, mm-hmm. but like in my opinion, the only true field corner in that group that can really really run is probably the lowest rated kid, and that's JoJo mm-hmm. out of Indiana. I think he's one of the most underrated kids in the entire Midwest. But if you can get, make that your lowest level kid right. at field corner then you're headed in the right direction yeah. because all those guys can play. They just got to they just got to find their gap. And that's where Marcus Freeman comes in. Right. He needs to every year get one kid that is at least doesn't necessarily have to run as good as Troy pride did as a sprinter, but be a better corner that can really run at that spot. The rest will take care of itself. And then again, like you said, on offense, we need more offensive weapons, but they've signed some of those guys. And that's more schematics. Mm-hmm. Now you've talked about that. But uh, they're one player away every year on defense mm-hmm. at corner from being a top three team. Yep. It's just not easy to get that guy. I'm not saying yep. it is, but they got to do it anyway. It's right. kind of like you don't want to eat certain vegetables, do it anyway. Right. That's what this is. You and and we're not saying you have to sign a top 50 corner every year. I don't think Notre Dame has to do that. I think they need what they need to do. And, and this is, and we're going to tie it into Tyson Ford because. Uh, this sounds like a, a great podcast idea for you and I to follow up on, Brian. Hint, hint. Uh, but uh, for me, you have to have Notre Dame needs to recruit like they did in the 2021 corner class every year. Depth oh, yeah. of talent. Yeah. And look, yeah. all of Ryan Barnes, Philip Riley, JoJo Johnson, and Chance Tucker, they're not all going to pan out. But when you sign four of them, at least one's going to pan out as a as a as an impact caliber player. At least one's going to pan out as a rotation guy maybe a third or a slot and then one guy could maybe move somewhere else and help that's the i mean you're not going to hit four for four you just it's just not going to happen unless i mean it just it doesn't happen you need to sign that kind of class every year where you're getting volume and then one of the guys is hopefully going to pan out but what they need to do is they need to start then mixing in every second or third year that year where you're just able to find that that kyle hamilton type of personality at corner and they're out there. They just haven't been able to land them in recent seasons. And that's if true. That it, it makes an impact. And, and one of the things that can help a corner j- join a class, one of the things that a coach can have a, as a feather in his cap is we have an impact, highly ranked defensive end in the class. Absolutely. With you. And that's why not just landing Ford isn't just big in the regards of, of he's, an, he's a potential difference maker, which he is. Getting him this early now gives the staff that that foundational player to build the rest of the class around. That's very important. It's not just landing a talented player, but it's landing a name player, a guy with a reputation nationally with an impressive offer list who's highly ranked. That is what you can then use to go talk to other recruits at that those positions safety is a big year at Notre Dame for they have to do well at safety this is a big year there this is a big year at corner uh, big year at linebacker now you have that foundational player hey Sebastian Cheeks you got to come join Tyson Ford hey you know there's several corners we're going to dive into here soon as far as guys that, that Notre Dame is looking at 
don't you want to be a part of what we're building here? So as the, the more you add to that class, the easier it is to then get that next player. And this is a great way to start this 2022 class. I think the Ford situation, like you just mentioned, will be used over and over again. I don't know which kids they'll be because part of that is just fit. I mean, Notre Dame is a very unique institution, but this is a very deep cornerback class, the class of 22. I'm, I'm literally in the middle of ranking the kids for SI All-American at every position. I'm getting ready to work on corner the most today, ironically. And this, this class has a ton of big kids that can play corner, but there aren't a lot of true burners, which is what Notre Dame honestly needs to mm -hmm. play field corner. And you still have to find one anyway. Again, this is not a fun scenario for Notre Dame or any school. There are only about five to 10 guys a year that are traditionally speaking anyway, difference mm -hmm. makers at corner right now, Notre Dame leads for none of them mm -hmm. to my knowledge. Now right. here's the key. Nobody knew anything about the Tyson Ford situation either. Right. I believe that we're going to find Notre Dame signs player X, whichever player that may be at corner this year. That's a higher ranked guy. Maybe he's top 50, maybe he's top 25. I don't know. And it's going to be because of the coach, not the school. I want to go back to yeah. that. Notre Dame has no tradition at corner. I mean, they really don't. That's just reality, and that's what these kids want to see. Who signed in the NFL? Mm -hmm. That's the number one thing they look at, and Notre Dame's track record is not a pretty one. So Marcus yeah, Freeman's personality, very, very important. Because I'm, I'm thinking, you know, obviously Julian Love had a great college year, but again, fourth-round draft pick. Troy Pride, fourth-round draft pick. Kavari Russell, third-round draft pick. Those are good, but they're not the kind that are going to say, oh, wow, like – Michael Floyd and Golden Tate going in round one and two did for the receiver class. And then Will Fuller that has helps. done for the receiver class. Now Chase that Claypool, helps. second round pick, and he's blowing up in the NFL. Um, <clears throat> you know, those things impact because kids, kids, I mean, look, the education works for Notre Dame. It's it's what no matter a lot of people think, oh, education. No, you and I talk to recruits all the time, Brian. We've been doing this a long time. The education aspect of Notre Dame is a is a is a feather in their cap. That is a tool that they can use because there are a lot of kids that understand that and value that more so in football than in basketball, for example, because True. it is a sport where you have to be there for three years. You can't leave early. Where in basketball, if you're a one and done guy, what you don't care about the education of a place because you're going to be in school really for a semester and a half, you know. Um, so I think that helps. It's it's now about proving that we can develop. And I think that the track record, because it's not just Marcus Freeman now when we're talking corner, it's Marcus Freeman plus Mike Mickens. Mike Mickens showed that he can grind. Now you get Mike Mickens and Mike Elston, who are two very good recruiters, and you give them a defensive coordinator that can really get after it and be that thing that helps push them. That's, that's impactful. Because you go back and look what Mike Elko was able to do in his one year at Notre Dame. I mean, think about some of the players that they added to their roster in his one year at Notre Dame, beginning with Jeremiah Wusukor-Moa when they first got hired. You that know, Mike Elko, they landed a strong 2018 recruiting class. And Mike Elko was a big part of that because he's a grinder as a recruiter. And Mike and Marcus Freeman, to me, is even going to take that to another level because I think he has a bit more of a, a personality that younger people are going to really be attracted to. And, and of course he's got the track record because you got to be a proven coach, right? I mean, that's at the end of the day, you can, you can have the great personality, but if you can't coach and if you don't have that track record, it's not going to matter. And he has that. So getting Tyson Ford to me is a great sign that Marcus Freeman is going to be able to come in. Mark, Mike Elson did a really good job getting Notre Dame to that point, but to land a top hundred kid, Brian, I think you and I both agree on this. It can't just be the position coach. It's got to be a team. Oh, yeah. 
And now you've got a defensive coordinator that can kind of back Mike Elston, can kind of back Mike Mickens. I think it's going to be a difference. And again, it's not going to be for nine kids. It's going to be for two or three kids in this class. Well, now this is one of them, right? This is one of those ones where hiring Marcus Freeman has already paid dividends because if you'd asked me where Notre Dame stood the day before Marcus Freeman was hired, I'd have said, yeah, they're not getting Tyson Ford. Nope, no chance. They're out. I mean, that's, that's, that's Oklahoma. And now, fast forward barely a week and a half later, and Mark Tyson Ford is now committed to Notre Dame. So uh, huge, huge get for Notre Dame. Talented player, a lot of upside. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Already a talented player, first team all state in Missouri and from St. Louis. That's a big thing, Brian. I mean, that's that is a very underrated talent talent state. And if you look at Ohio oh, well, State, St. Louis, Ohio State's made a killing recruiting the St. Louis area. Uh, oh yeah, Missouri's been very good to Ohio State. Um, Georgia's going out there. Notre Dame is now starting to tap. I mean, Kyron Williams, St. Louis. You know, I mean, Jordan Johnson, St. Louis. Gabriel Rubio. Some of Notre Dame's top recruits in recent years are St. Louis, and this is the kind of region that Notre Dame has to be successful in. They absolutely have to be successful in, and I believe, I believe uh, he is a public school kid. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Oh, he went to the same little, school as Ezekiel Elliott. It's, so it's a John little Burroughs. different. If you look at it, you, Kyron Williams, private school kid. Jordan Johnson, private school kid. And Gabriel Rubio, private school kid. So Notre Dame is now not only tapping into St. Louis, but they're not going the Catholic school route now. They're now getting a public school kid as well. That's big. That, That's that, absolutely that enormous. Yeah, Notre Dame, uh, this is another thing. It, you have to be able to get some of the public school kids that you don't normally get if you're going to get over the top against Alabama, Clemson, et cetera, at all. You have no other shot. You can't recruit from just a small pool that all just are a happy, happy, joy, joy fit into Notre Dame. You're going to have to take some kids. That it, it's going to take some adjustment if you're mm-hmm. going to beat those programs. Mm-hmm. It's up to them. I mean, and something tells me they're into that because they paid Marcus a lot of money. And as ironic as it is, people bitching about how much these coaches make 
just as an example, if you win a national title and it's because of Freeman, he's worth $50 million. I mean, mm-hmm. something crazy because of the money you make. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So paying him an extra 500 grand compared to what they originally offered him <laughs> or whatever is quite frankly a joke. If so, he's as good as, as you think he is, correct. If he, he's half as good as I think he is. You have to be able to get better players mm-hmm. on the field. And he's one of the best recruiters in the country, mm-hmm. regardless of position. And he's a coordinator that's also very highly thought of. So this is probably as big a hire as Notre Dame's made in a long time. And like you said, combining him with Mickens, who ironically they'd already worked together, makes this a much easier transition. So mm-hmm. on the recruiting trail and on the field when they go into spring tra- spring practice, I'm hoping they can show what they can do and it can really bring in some higher quality defensive recruits. Not that they haven't brought in some good ones, especially up front, but mm-hmm. now the back end needs that same yeah. type of effort. And this is the right guy for it. Marcus Freeman's a great hire. Well, and I, I think Ford's an interesting player too, Brian, because as you mentioned, you've you've interviewed him before. You've talked to him. This is a kid that t- was not afraid to talk academics. I've read interviews that he's done with Oklahoma, Georgia people, and he'll talk academics. So I think I think what we're going to see is if Marcus Freeman's as good as I think he is, we're going to see him kind of break down some of those barriers and those stereotypes and some of those excuses that people latch on to that there just aren't enough kids out there that care about academics. No, that's not true. Tyson Ford's a kid that you, Brian, you know, as a fact, academics are important for him, but they're not the end all be all for top players because top players have aspirations of also playing in the national football league. And so you have to have that as well. And so you basically weren't offering the entire package before. Now you are with 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 how Marcus Freeman has pitched that. And so now all of a sudden your academic pitch means even more because you're doing the other things as a recruiter to get over the hump. And so, like I said, the defensive line coach, the position, Mike Mickens, the cornerbacks coach, those guys are going to set the foundation. But for Notre Dame to really land these big-time players, the defensive coordinator's got to be a big part of that. And, of course, the head coach, but that's a different story. But the diff- if, if the defensive coordinator is the kind of personality he can overcome, the fact that you don't have a head coach who does a lot of recruiting, that's huge. And that's what Marcus Freeman can be. And that's why I say Tyson Ford is important. It's not just that he's a talented player, but this is a talented player that is a St. Louis kid, a public school kid that does, in fact, actually care about academics, but also cares about the other things that elite players care about, which is system, going to the NFL, being a high draft pick, and those kind of things that Notre Dame has now been able to show him, hey, you can do that here. We're going to put in the work here, and it, it's made a big difference. And, and I think that is just kind of step one to now Marcus Freeman taking that this program to that next step from a talent standpoint. So big, big commitment for Notre Dame, Brian. We will um, thank you for joining us in today's show. Uh, we will be back again soon. We're going to start doing a, a little bit more recruiting uh, here over the next couple of weeks, Brian and I are going to kind of dive into some 2022 needs stuff. We're going to talk about the cornerback position, obviously, because, uh, Brian, as you said, you've been saying this for over a year, that that's one of the final pieces for Notre Dame to take that next step. And that's why the 2021 cornerback class was important. You talked about JoJo. Adding JoJo late in the process is not sexy. It's not that kind of pickup that's going to get people excited because people are infatuated with stars. But that that's going to end up being – I think a very, very important late signee. A lot of people had the same thought when three-star Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa signed late. Right. Um, you know, oh, you beat out Michigan State and Virginia for that kid? Oh, he's not a big-time player. He's a three-star. Okay. Uh, unanimous All-American by his senior year. So, anyway, um, thanks for joining us. Big big day for Notre Dame recruiting. Got Tyson Ford in the class. He's a top 100 defensive end from St. Louis. Beat out Oklahoma and Georgia, and Notre Dame is now officially on the board 
when it comes to recruiting in the Marcus Freeman era. So thanks for joining us. Stay locked into irishbreakdown.com. We've got a commit story. We've got a class impact story. I am currently working on a film breakdown of him. I'm going to try it in a little bit different form, but we're going to see if my technology works enough for that. Uh, but uh, stay locked in. Brian, thanks again for joining us. Before we leave, Brian, can you uh, tell people how they can listen to your recruiting podcast? Because you do have a recruiting podcast after that you do. You talk about Notre Dame, but you also talk about a lot of other recruiting topics. So let people know where they can find you. Yeah, the best way to find me is on Twitter. Go to at FBScout underscore Florida. That's at FBScout underscore Florida. I'd have one on Podbean. Uh, it's listed on there. I haven't done one in a while, but we're in the midst of all the grind with uh, the recruiting rankings for 22. So I'm bunkered up and doing that. I'll be doing quite a few podcasts over the next few months with uh, SI All-American and stuff like that. So if you need to find me, you can definitely find me on Twitter. Thank you, Brian. And everybody have a great day. We'll talk to you again here very soon and stay locked into Irish Breakdown for all the latest Notre Dame news, analysis, and recruiting. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.